thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki, and you know that by now, right? Because I start every podcast with that, but it just feels like the intro for me opening the door and saying, come on in. This is what we're going to do today and what we're going to discuss. And by we, it's me here. I realize that, but I always feel like you're here with me. And then when I get the feedback later and the emails and everything, <laughs> I'm like, see, they were with me when I was recording. So thank you for joining me. This is the first time you're finding me or coming to this podcast. Welcome. If this is where you've been every Wednesday for the last I'm not sure what this episode number will be, 170, 171, something like that, episodes. I thank you again for showing up and for listening and for being a part of this community that inspires me to keep going and to find subjects that are interesting and judging from the downloads they are. And I appreciate that. I do love a good metric. I love a good feedback information. And this one is chapter from my book that I wrote a decade ago. And no, I haven't updated it yet. <laughs> but the information is still timely. And what I've been doing is once a month reading a chapter from the book and then expanding on it what I've come to learn in the last 10 years since I wrote this and then sharing with you the information that's in there. And you can go get it if you want to, but this is a way I feel to bring the subjects up to get the information out there and to also revisit old information that I have in there. How many more times can I say information? So let's get started. The book is based on an acronym, many acronyms of it, because there were so many when I was teaching classes that were coming up and that phrase of you have to have it was very popular at the time. And I thought everybody has it. Everybody has an it. Everybody has these amazing qualities to them, even if you don't know where they are or where you put it, it, them. So I did, in my love of acronyms, I did chapters based on acronyms. And this one is called Individual Topography. And the reason I chose that title was because topography the essence of who we are, but kind of like the layout in the earth of topography. When they have a topography map and you can see all the wonderful aspects of it, it's so detailed and a representation of the natural and the artificial features of an area. And I thought we do that, don't we? As humans, we very much give the natural, the, what is our maybe innate talents, innate talents, IT. And then we have artificial features that maybe we put that on for other people, or you have your work self, you have your home self. I stopped doing that years ago because that was exhausting and decided wherever I was going, I was going to show up as me. And this chapter was a big influence in me making that decision and the experience that I'll talk about in this chapter because it really formed for me practice of how to be that person who shows up no matter where I am, I show up as who I am. And yes, I have manners. So if I'm having a crappy day, I'm not going to show up in that energy. But I feel like the more 
we know who we are, the less energy we burn and the less work it takes to be ourselves. And then we can show up authentically and naturally. I think it's so important to show up in a natural energy and it takes some work to get there because we've all been told who we were or who we were supposed to be. And even if it wasn't direct, you have influences of nature and we have influences of our societies and whatever country you grew up in, what are your family values. So this individual topography is essentially you learning yourself in a way that you know all of your roads, all of the fields, all of what's included in you. And then you, maybe you plow a field that you don't want overgrown, or you flatten out a hill that you've been trudging over for so long. But your individual topography will not only give you a proprioception, awareness of where you are in the world, it will also give you a map return to point. So individual and as beautiful as you are as an individual and as unique as you are, each of us having our own beautiful map. So this chapter is officially called My It May Not Be Your It, but it's still an it. So my individual topography may not be your individual topography, but it's still an individual topography. (laughs) And the intention there is for each of us to recognize that not only do we have an individual topography, but so does everybody else. And it's not up to us to judge the individual topography of another person. And it's not even up to us to give opinion unless they're asking for it. Zip thy lips and maybe listen a little bit more. So this practice that's in here helped me, as I said, discern how to have an individual topography. And I do it every day, every day. And you'll see how easy it is once I read this chapter. So I'm going to start the reading. And the reason I tell you I'm reading is because I've had other people say, some of these feel like it's not you just speaking to me. No, it's me reading to you. So there is going to be a difference in the inflection because I'm reading, but also at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, is there anything else that I could add here? Is there anything that I could enhance this chapter with? So it's not going to be the free flowing way that I have my, the other episodes of the month, but it's still got some great information in here. And I appreciate that feedback because what it means to me is that people are listening (laughs) and I appreciate that. So my it may not be your it, but it's still an it. Everywhere you turn, there are people. People who are busy with their lives, people who are ignoring their lives, and people who are living their lives to the fullest. I love people in all of these areas. I love people. It may sound corny, but it's true. I love the intricacy of people and how creative we are in our own expressions. I love the individual brilliance of people. And I love the challenges that people have because I love being a part of helping with those challenges. I believe there is an inherent nosiness in us that keeps us looking at others and trying to figure out what they have that we don't call it an innate desire to grow or just plain old nosiness. It doesn't really matter. We all do it. Remember that saying, keeping up with the Joneses? This is similar to what 
is inherent in us without the materialism. How much have you learned from someone over your lifetime? Certainly, you learned how to talk, eat, and walk along with a myriad of other skills. Just watch a baby when you're talking with them. They will mimic the lip movements you make. And it's so cute, so smart, and innately wired. And yet somewhere in the path, it starts to go another way, where we look to others and compare. I know you do it. I know I do it. We all do it. We look to them to see if they have better clothes. Are they happier? Do they know something we don't know? Or we look to them to find out, are they looking at us? And again, this is something that is innate in all of us, but somewhere along the message, it, it, it just gets changed. Somewhere along the line, it gets changed or conditioned. And we forget we are individuals and all special. For each of us, there is a divine spark, that gas that keeps us moving and wanting to learn on this wonderful planet. And if we listen to that as an individual frequency, I believe we would all be happier. There have been teachings that we are all one, and I believe that confuses people. I do not believe we are all one. I believe we contribute to a whole, but we all have individual soul process that brought us here and a desire to learn. And we are individual humans inside a individual soul, excitedly exploring this energy-based universe. If there was more thought to how we can be individual, I believe, and have seen in my own practice, we can then contribute to others' lives without a feeling of being drained or being asked to change. One of the concepts that I ask of myself and my clients is to know who self is. And I know that's hard. I do not make light of that in any discussion. I know it's hard, but it's also so freaking exciting. If you know who you are, the tendency to look at others is less. And the comparison thing still shows up on occasion, but it's less likely to stick. It shows up almost as a an inspiration or a mentoring up because that contradiction of they may have something that you want, but it's not, you're not in jealousy or in envy of the person. You're just like, yeah, that would be really cool. So I ask a few questions and I'll ask you these questions now so that you can see where you stand in holding your own individual topography. Where do you begin and end with relations to others? So do you find yourself comparing to others? If you do, what is it about? What is the literal subject matter? What are you comparing about? Because there might be a request in there from your own being that you level up something. Maybe you do want that degree, or maybe it is important to you to have a two-car garage because you live in the Northeast. Those things are can be inspirational and help us to grow. But pay attention to the actual subject matter. And when you do that, feel into, is this a lack I'm feeling? Or is this a desire that I would like to experience that as well? And do you recognize your own unique offering in this universe? Do you know that? Do you know that you have divine energy running through you that you came in with? You are. It, and it whatever you offer this universe in the comparison model that is the thief of all joy, 
it, it doesn't have to be something huge. It can be that you have this heart centeredness about you and you're wonderful in communication, which is huge in itself. It doesn't have to be that big stage or the big house. I'd rather it not be materialistic, but pay attention to what is the unique offering that you bring. And can you see that? You won't be able to know your individual topography without asking yourself that question. And can you accept that it might have a few it's along the way? So it might have some of like last month, do you fear it or do you get excited about it? It may have some identity theft in there, like you're giving too much of your power away. It's going to have a few contradictions and that's fine. And it's are cute if we take the power out of it. And they can be unique too, because they are their own way of comparing to others and getting that feedback and figuring out, does this help me or does this hinder me? If others are doing well, do you have a hard time with that? And do you ask, where's mine? When I encounter this in coaching and in in sessions, and even in conversations with friends, partner, and all that, if I feel that restriction or that constriction of someone is doing well and where is mine, if it's appropriate, if it's coaching, I'm bringing it up. But if it's in a relationship and they're not asking for it, I don't usually overstep that line. But I may say to them, it seems like there's a resistance here. Because if you're looking at another and you're saying, where's mine, you're actually in a lack and you're in a less than belief system about yourself. So a limiting belief system about you, because what you're really saying there is how come mine didn't get delivered? I should get that too. And sometimes it does have a little bit of a bratty energy to it, but the resistance is there and often in the way of why doesn't it, why do they get it? And I don't. So the jealousy, almost sibling rivalry, even if you're not related to them, everything that happens in this universe is energy. And there is a certain level of alignment that is necessary for things to show up for us. And if you're looking at another in jealousy or in envy, and you're doing it in a way that you're keeping score, that is not a way to be open. When you begin to feel excited for other people because they're doing well, or you at least recognize that it's not a reflection on you, that you don't have that thing, except that maybe you do need to move your butt and create it and open up to receiving it, you will begin to thrive more when you are happy for other people and what they have in their life. And if any of these three things are challenging for you, it really does all come back to breath and quiet and asking yourself, how can I return? How can I arrive, whichever feels more comfortable to you, to my individual topography? I'd like that we move forward and not go backwards. Any reword that re-prefix is referring to the past. And if where you are now is because you came through that past, I'd rather we look forward and say, how do I line up with my individual topography? How do I identify my individual topography so that I can line up with it? And that's a lot of what I help people with is removing the ambiguity. I feel like I take the guesswork out of life. Clients, people still have to do their own work. I am not the end all be all 
of advice givers and direction. However, intuition takes the guesswork out of life. So that's why I teach it because I want everyone to be tapped into their own intuition and the guesswork will leave. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So how do I get to my own individual topography? You'll still have to ask those questions because you'd be growing, but you would ask that question as directional point. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go north? Do I go south? Oh, please don't ask me north, south, east, west. Just this morning, I got on the went in the wrong direction on the throughway, although beautiful town I got to see. And I caught up on some podcasts because it made my ride about 30 minutes longer. <laughs> but in the energy world, I know exactly where I'm going. In this physical realm, oh, thank goodness for GPS. So if any of those are challenging, take time and ask, how can I revel in the fact that I am wonderful, unique, and a pleasure for this universe to have? You're not going to get such a fat head. If you're listening to this, it's unlikely that you have huge narcissistic tendencies, <laughs> but you do need a little bit of narcissism in there to actually look at yourself in the mirror. That's where we got the term from narcissists. We have to look in the mirror and not think that we're going to get such a fat head that will become that of what you may have experienced. So another concept and another question that I've asked my clients to consider using is that when they have challenges with comparing and if they have someone in their lives that does the comparing for them, I ask the person to meet the other person for the first time each time they meet them. And this is the practice that I've used for it's going on, oh, wow, I don't know, 10 years now, I think, since this happened. I had an epiphany one day, and part of the asking I was receiving, asking for help and asking to receive the information from my guides from source, and the information I got, had, like I said, has changed so much of how I interact with people. And the reason that I ask that question is because there was a comparison thing going on. And as much as I would say, we don't need to compare lives. We are very different people. I would literally say this and it still was not being heard. And I was just tired of playing the game. It's exhausting. And I was feeling good about who I was becoming. And I was willing to look at all the dark corners. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I don't always love looking in my own dark corners, but at this time I was really embracing it. And, and I, now I love it, but I, I can still look away for a day or two. And then I'm like, Oh, I got to go in there. I got to know that nosiness. So I was enjoying who I was becoming, tripping over, but still enjoying my own process. And this other person just, 
I don't think it was cognitive at all. I don't think it was intentional at all, which might have made it a little bit easier to deal with, but it was still exhausting. And the comparison thing was enough. I, I was just done with it. And I was on the way to a family function and I was asking myself, how can I go into the day and enjoy everyone and not feel like I was being sucked dry by that energy that becomes neediness or just a lack when somebody is doing that comparison thing? And I love my family and we are a fun group when we get together. We don't really do deep subjects. Uh, it, that's fine. I've learned to really appreciate this, actually, that that's not where the deep conversations, except with my nieces, they can really go there. And I, I really appreciate that. We were going in. I knew it was going to be a fun day. We're very funny people, all with unique personalities, and that just makes it better. And But I wanted to be there without old issues getting in the way. And I take responsibility for fostering those issues over the years unknowingly. Unknowingly, because there was a part of me that, part of my consciousness that understood I didn't want to be part of the comparison, but I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to say, I am not competing with you when I take on a new level of my business. I am not competing with you when I decide to run a half marathon. Like I'm, I'm competing with myself, but I'm not competing with you. And this concept just could not get through. So on the way over, I asked a few times, luckily it was about an hour's drive. How do I change how to interact? Because I couldn't change the other person. I could only change myself. And I knew I could impact the energy if I could get in alignment with myself, but I didn't know what that next step was. And then I realized that if I went in and met this person with an energy of new acquaintance, like, who are you today? Who are you showing up as today? Who is the person that I am meeting and who am, I am blessed to meet today? And what are you offering? I would be in the energy of the now and I would be erasing old stuff, like those magic erasers. Or so I felt. Of course, I hadn't practiced it yet, so I didn't know. So that's what I did. I met her right when I got there with the energy of less baggage and true interest in learning who she was as a person. Because a lot of times in families, we get caught up in who the person was 10, 12, 20, 30 years ago, instead of who are they bringing me today? And I remember saying to myself, other people like her, let me be open to learning how to do this. I had such a fabulous day because I, as I started the practice of this, I noticed that she didn't want anything to do with me. And normally we would be sitting at the same table or gravitating towards the same circle when you're sitting outside and everybody gets the camp chairs around and stuff. We would normally do that. But she didn't want anything to do with me and kept avoiding me. If I walked in the kitchen, she walked out and it was obvious to me. And I also got really excited because I'm like, this is working. I don't know, still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but this is working. And I feel like I was learning how to keep a boundary about myself that I wasn't sure what to call it yet, but I could feel that I was respecting energy between us. Like her energy could be in her bubble and my energy could be in my bubble. And when we do that, you get to enjoy people even more. 
And then I started to <laughs> extend it to other people because it felt like such an adrenaline rush, such an endorphin filling space that I was like, I want more of this. And this was a big get together. It was Thanksgiving. And I have seven siblings and they all have families. And now I have so many great nieces and nephews. I don't even count anymore because I keep losing track. And yeah, that's the level we're on. We're still at the great nieces and nephews. I'm like, wait, there was a baby born not too long ago. Where is that? And that's in the great level. So there's a lot of people to practice on. I, I loved it. I had so much fun. I felt like that proverbial kid in the candy store where they were told they could get anything they want. I met everyone for who they brought that day. And I remember being in observation of this, that the kids were even more drawn to me. And why is that? Because kids show up in themselves. They show us who they are until we get in there and we muck it up. So stop mucking it up. And I remember laughing so much. And that says something because we're actually very funny people as a whole. We have the New England humor, but also ironic humor. And for the ones that have evolved out of sarcasm, some are still in the sarcasm. For those of us who have evolved out of sarcasm, sarcasm, it's hysterical because the one-liners just drop. And I also learned that day how I had been contributing to how others treat me because I had been comparing. I was thinking, I know when I used to go to these things, oh man, I don't, I don't want to sit next to that one because she's going to talk about this stuff. Oh man, you can't ask that one how they are because it just becomes a litany of health issues. Oh, I can't go near that one. That one <laughs> still gets to be in my family, even though there were some egregious acts. So but going in, in this energy, I dropped all that on the way over, but I stopped comparing what this event might be like because the others had been that way. Because I wasn't aware of my own individual topography and where did I fit in the family, the universe, and how was I contributing? So when I became aware of that, I became very conscious of how am I contributing to the beauty of this get together? So the conclusion of the day was even more fascinating. You can tell how excited I get about it because this is 10 years later. As I was giving this person a hug goodbye, because yeah, we're big huggers. She asked me point blank, what did I do differently? She couldn't get to me. Now, this is a gift from source because when I looked back at her, I realized she actually didn't know what she just said. So I brushed over it because there's no reason to go there. If you're given a gift of from a message from the universe of something like this, you do not dig that open with a person. You receive it and you feel the twinkle and the magic that's available. It Yes, it takes self-awareness to do that, but that's what we're working on here, right? Is you learn yourself, you have self-knowledge, and then that becomes self-awareness. And I looked at her, I gave her a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And I said, you are you, and I adore you for that. And I left it there because she was still in the comparison mode. And honestly, today still is a little bit. We just have a different communication style these days. 
And I drove home and my daughter was with me at the time and she was 16, maybe 15, 16, somewhere in there. And I kept saying that was fascinating. And I said it over and over and over again. And then we had a discussion about it. And I said, let's try this moving forward. And I have continued that to this day. And when I meet someone, I meet them for the first time. And I have found it to be beautiful and so clearing. And yeah, sometimes embarrassing because sometimes I'll say to people, so have you had an intuitive reading before? If they're coming in for a one-time session, they're like, yes, Vicki, I've met you three times. And I'm like, whoopsie. To that end, after almost 20,000 people over the years. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember all of them. I wonder if you would be willing to practice this because it keeps things harmonious and allows for us to see another's individual topography. And it also allows us to know when not to be invested with someone. If you are accurate at reading someone's individual wiring and their messaging and who they are, my friend, you are going to waste a hell of a lot of time on relationships that you're trying to change the person or you change as a person to match that person. You are going to just clean this up. And I recommend that you try this with people you may be experiencing conflicts with. It's difficult. It, it is really difficult. And if that's really hard, then do it with the person who's checking you out at the store if you're not in self-checkout at this point, or you're talking to in customer service. And it allows you to meet that the fascinating aspects of people. And it will light you up in ways you didn't even know were available because you won't be allowing the dimness of the past to interfere with wonderful relationships. Now, I have often said I've never met a stranger, which can be disconcerting to people when they realize that I, I'm there in, in my complete energy field and they don't know what to do with it because they're looking for commiseration or they're looking for someone to solve their problems for them. When you stay in your own energy, you get to meet fascinating aspects of people. And then no one is a stranger, right? Because you're willing to see their uniqueness and you don't have a fear base in there either. And it helps you to enhance your relationships of today. So take some time and feel out where is your topography? What is your wiring? What is your the beauty of you? Where does your map end and others begin? So if we're property, you have a boundary line. So practice your boundaries. Is there a space in there for everyone to grow and expand and work the land of relationships and beauty? And if not, take some steps back and do a survey of where you would like to be living with your individual topography and how you can create space for others. And you can acknowledge that someone might have a topography that you don't align with and you don't have to be comparing about it. You don't have to feel lack. You can just choose to take your individual topography traveling around the world. It is possible. And I know you can do it. And I want for you the feeling of knowing yourself so well that your self-awareness brings joy 
and expansion so that you can be playful and have fun and learn how to be in a loving relationship with self, but then with others. And thank you for being part of this. And I will see you in the next episode and go on and rock that individual topography, would you? Your map is amazing. Go explore it. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.